Well, hey guys, my name is Josh and happy Mother's Day to you. Whether you're a mom or not today, we want you to know that you are loved and we are honored that you're joining us online today. I just want to say thank you so much for uh, commenting and liking and sharing. I love, as I've said before, the sense of community that we can experience and that is happening online as we've had to move all of our ministry virtual. Thank you for being a part of that. And as you share and as you like and as you comment, it helps put that in front of so many other people. And our reach in this season, God is using uh, way beyond what it would be if we were just in these physical walls. And so we are praising God for that. Thank you for being a part of that. I just want to say as well, thank you so much to all of you who have served and all of you who have been giving and donating. Last weekend, we were able to serve 51 families through our drop, our shop and drop and our park and pickup. And again, this weekend, we're serving even more. Thank you for making a difference in people's lives. Your generosity, your giving, your serving is impacting people during this season. So thank you so, so much. Well, hey kids, as we go through today's service, here's your mission, here's your project. I know today's Mother's Day, you've probably already made your mom a card, but I don't think moms can have too many homemade cards. So while we're going through today's service, I wanna encourage you and challenge you. Um, go ahead and make another encouragement card or encouragement card for your mom or somebody else in your life. Let them know that God loves them, that you're thinking of them, that you love them. That's your project for today. Well, we are continuing a series called Recalculating. We're asking the big question, what do you do when plans change? And today, what do you do when you find yourself in an unexpected place? Every one of us, uh, at some point in our lives, will find ourselves someplace we did not expect. Maybe it happens all at once, maybe it happens gradually, maybe you saw it coming, maybe you didn't. Maybe it's because of your own decisions and choices, maybe it's because of other people's or things out of your control. No matter what the circumstances, every one of us finds our place, finds ourselves at a place that we did not expect. No one would have predicted. Uh, you and I would not have guessed that right now, at the beginning of 2020, we'd be where we are right now. But here we are, right? And so we're going to look today at another person in Scripture who found themselves in a place they did not expect, and her name is Queen Esther. So if you open up your Bibles to Esther chapter 4, we're going to look at the, the amazing, miraculous story of what God does through a person named Esther. See, Esther found herself someplace she did not expect to be. Now, she found herself as the queen of Persia, the Persian Empire, about 500 years before Christ. She's married to uh, King Xerxes. The way that this all happened is another miraculous story of God's providence. But we're going to look at her story and how God uses her to save the people of Israel. She, she didn't expect to be where she was, but God knew where she would be. And God used her right where she was. So kind of a quick synopsis of the story of the book of Esther. You won't find the word God or the word pray or the word Jesus in this book. But it's very clear the message of it is that God is in control. And where we find ourselves in Esther chapter 4, Esther is queen, but there's this edict that has gone out in the Persian Empire that is going to eradicate her people, the Jews. She is a Jewish girl. She's a Jewish orphan. But God has raised her up in this place for this season in a powerful way to save his people. And so once they find out about this edict, um, Esther has a choice to make. Either she can go to the king and plead for the people of Israel to be spared, or she can lose her life by taking that risk. See, there's this man named Haman, 
um, who hates Esther's adoptive dad or her cousin, Mordecai. And Mordecai um, finds out about this plot and Haman uh, enacts this plan that tricks the king into declaring this edict that all of the Israelites are going to be killed. But God is still in control. And so uh, we find ourselves there as we pick up in Esther chapter 4, starting in verse 12. Here's what God's word says. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will, be, will escape. For even if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will come from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to this place, this royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews in Susa, and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, um, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So here's the big idea for today. When plans change, Trust the providence of God. I said last week that whenever God changes plans, it's always for a purpose. And that gets at the idea of providence, that everything has a purpose. There's no accidents with God. God is at work in the good and in the bad. The first 10 years of our church's history, we were what would be called a portable church. We had a portability team, and their whole job was to help us set up church every single week and tear it down. We've been uh, flexing and adjusting as a church since the beginning. And so um, we set up in a school for the good majority of that time at Green Elementary School. We had a trailer full of gear. We rolled it out. We set it up. We did church together, and we packed it back up for nearly 10 years and uh, while it didn't happen very often, um, there are a few occasions when we couldn't set up our stuff. One time at the school, we stored our stuff upstairs in the second floor. We had to bring it down the elevators, and one day the elevator just didn't work. So we carried down the bare bones and did church the bare bones. But here's one of the things that we knew, that any time God interrupted our normal plans, we knew that He was up to something big. I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you, when plans change, what we should do is we should trust the providence of God. And providence says that no matter what is happening, God is in control. Um, Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. It doesn't say that everything that happens is good, but it does say that God works for the good, or God works good through everything that happens for those who are called and follow after God. The point is this, that God's plans for our lives cannot be undone or destroyed by the economy, by a virus, by politics, relationships, or sudden events. God is still in control. Trust His providence. God is in control. 
I know it's easy to say when things are going well. It's really difficult to say when things are bad. I want to give you three things that we can trust about the providence of God. And here's the first thing. Here are three things that will help us trust God's providence. Number one, trust God's temperament. Esther 4, 14 says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. See, what he's saying is that, you know what, you can choose to be involved or choose not to be involved. You get to choose. But regardless of what you do, God's plan is still going to happen God's way. See, we can know God's heart and we can know God's plan to rescue you from whatever is in your life. We can trust the temperament of God. God's character doesn't change. God's heart doesn't change. So God is in control. We can trust who God is. Deliverance will rise up another way, meaning Mordecai had confidence that God would still get it done. No matter what Esther did, God had a plan and nothing would stop his plan. It may get done a different way, but regardless, it's getting done. I'm not sure what kind of home environment you grew up in. But the kind of home environment that I grew up in uh, was the kind of environment where my dad um, would come to uh, as many of our sporting events that he could. And he was the kind of dad that uh, if he said he would do something, he would do it. If he said he was going to show up to a game, he would show up to a game and he would show up on time. I love the fact that, that God is a constant God, that we can rely on the character and the nature of our God. If you agree, put amen in the comments. Give me a like and a thumbs up. See, God is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. And there's this great uh, figure, Dutch uh, writer, eventually, but she survived the Holocaust and she helped save Jews. And her name is Corey Tin Boone. And we're going to share several quotes from her today because she is a gold mine of encouragement and truth. Here's one of the things that she said. She said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Trust God's temperament. He's going to get it done. You will be saved. You will be provided for. You will be whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Post it in the comments. I will be whatever. I will be cared for. I will be protected. I will be loved. I will be graced. I will be strengthened. Fill in the blank. No matter what it is, God is faithful to do it in your life. You can trust him. You can trust God's temperament. Amen? Number two, this, the th second thing we can trust is we can trust God's tactics. Esther 4, 14 again says, And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Mordecai is saying, hey, you know what, Esther? I believe that God put you, Esther, right where you are for this reason and for this purpose. God handpicked you to do this. I believe one of the tactics of God that we may question and have a hard time believing is that you're the right person for the job or that you can handle what you're going through. And I'm sure Esther battled with insecurity and inadequacy like we all do. But we know that God put her there on purpose for a purpose. And I believe that God handpicked Esther to be right where she was at that exact moment so God could save the, his, his people through her. Moms, can I speak to you for a second?
I'm sure these last few weeks have been incredibly tough and I don't even know the half of it. I'm sure they've caused you to doubt yourself, to feel overwhelmed, and to lose your mind at times. But can I tell you that God didn't make a mistake? God knew you would be in this moment. And I believe God put you there for such a time as this. God knew that you would be the perfect mom for the kids that He providentially gave to you. God knew that you would be perfect for the task at hand, that you've been chosen by God and placed where you are for a reason, on purpose, for such a time as this. Women, I want to encourage you today. God has, a, God has made you for such a time as this. God made you for this moment. I watched a really interesting TED Talk a little while ago by a guy named Malcolm Gladwell, who talked about the story of David and Goliath. And his whole premise was that we view David as the underdog, but he may not have been the underdog that we think he was. And that Goliath, even though he appeared to be dominant, was actually weak in the whole scenario. And I, don't, I can't go into all the details and don't have time to do that right now, but it's fascinating for me to think about the fact that David was specifically designed and fine-tuned for the battle with Goliath. And Goliath, even though he presented himself as a big enemy, was no match for David. Goliath was no match for David. Neither is our enemy a match for us. He may walk around like a big roaring lion, but really he is just a scared, defeated little cat. God has perfectly shaped you. God has perfectly made you. God doesn't make mistakes. Psalm 139 says that God made us in our mother's womb. He knows everything about us, and we are perfectly fit for the season that we are in. Again, another quote from Corey Ten Boone. She said, It's not my ability, but my response to God's ability that counts. That's what she needed to move forward, Esther. Eyes on God, full of faith, trusting in God's tactics and not her own. Trust in God's tactics. He chose you for this moment. Own it and step into it. God does not make mistakes. He knows who you are. He knows your situation. You are perfectly fit with God's grace, by God's grace, for whatever you're facing right now. Trust God's tactics. And lastly, number three, we can trust God's timing. Esther 4, 14 again says this, And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position, I love this phrase, for such a time as this. And timing is very interesting. You've probably heard the phrase, timing is everything. What's interesting about timing is just how, how crazy it is, how the difference it makes. You can say Mother's Day, on a day like today, the day of Mother's Day, and it means one thing, but if you wait an extra day or two and call up your mom or talk to your wife and say, hey, happy Mother's Day, it has a whole different response, right? Timing is everything. With timing, with God, God's timing is always, always perfect. It's always perfect. God's timing is providential. 
God views time differently than we do. And I want to draw something out for you here real quickly. And kids, you guys can draw this too once you see what it is. But uh, we view time and God views time differently. We tend to view time very uh, lin- lineal, linearly. There you go. Linearly. Just type that in the comments. See how good you do with that. So that's how we see time. We see past. We see present. Past. Present. Future. This is us here in the middle. We see time uh, one moment at a time. We're stuck right here in the present. We're not situated in the past. All we can do is remember to the best of our ability the past. We can't see the future. We can't see that. We can't know that. But God sees time differently. God is above time. So God sees everything all at the same exact time. The way that God views time is that God is above it. He sees the past as if it's happening right now. He sees the present as if it's right now. He sees the future as if it's right now. So God sees everything all at the same time. So God sees time differently. So nothing surprises God. God knew precisely what would happen um, and when it would happen. Nothing surprises him. Nothing is out of God's vantage point. With God, there is no such thing as hindsight. It's all laid out in front of him. No surprises. And because of his power, it's all laid out according to his plan. And he's in control. It doesn't mean there aren't things that don't happen that God, that are not um, precisely lined up with God's exact will. But in the end, everything is under God's control. It's kind of like a chess match. Okay, we know that God is in control, but there is still an enemy who's at work. He's defeated, but he's still dangerous. Okay, so the, the ch- this chess match is taking place. The enemy is making moves. He's moving the rook and the pawns and, and doing these things. And he's making moves. Not every move that he makes pleases the heart of God. Right? We see things going on every single day. Injustice is taking place. Um, hor- horrible things taking place. Death taking place. These are not all specifically God's, um, that, that God is like excited about. These are God's will, specific will in those moments. But we know that God is ultimately in control of all things. We have confidence in that. So God knows every move the enemy is going to make. So we know that God wins the chess match. So God knows what's going to happen, and he, he counteracts that. So God takes bad things, and he makes good out of them. The enemy can't win because our God is good, and he is in control. His timing is perfect. Again, Corey Tin Boone said, there's, there's no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. That gives me comfort and reassurance. God's perfect timing God's providence are amazing. I want to read this story to you. The citizens of Fieldrich, Austria, didn't know what to do. Napoleon's massive army was preparing to attack. Soldiers had been spotted on the heights above the little town, which was situated on the Austrian border. A council of citizens was hastily summoned to decide whether they should try to defend themselves or they should display the white flag of surrender. It happened to be Easter Sunday. And the people had gathered in the local church. The pastor rose and said, Friends, we have been counting on our own strength, and apparently that has failed. As this is the day of the Lord's resurrection, let us just ring the bells and have our services as usual and leave the matter in His 
hands. The council accepted his plan, and the church bells rang. The enemy, hearing the sudden loud ringing of the bells, concluded that the Austrian army had arrived during the night to defend the town. And before the service had ended, the enemy broke camp and left. I love that. God provided. God protected. God was at work. We can trust the amazing timing of God. Who would have been able to plan, hey, we're going to ring these bells at this time and it's going to disperse the enemy? Only God. We can trust the timing of God every single moment. This, this quote from Corey Tin Boone is just awesome. It fits our time so well right now. She said, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. This is not coming from somebody who had a good and easy life. This is coming from somebody who saw the horrors of the Holocaust and the horrors of people being, being taken away and killed. She herself suffered terribly. This is from somebody who has seen darkness. And she said, that is not a time to jump off and distrust God. It is a time to trust the engineer. You've probably heard this saying before. This also comes from her. She said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It only empties today of its strength. And you need that strength today. Hold on to your faith. Trust God's providence. I didn't tell you the rest of the story. Queen Esther uh, musters up the courage and the faith to present herself to King Xerxes. It was against the law for her to come unless she was invited, but she, she knocked on that door. She went in to see King Xerxes and pleaded with him for her own life and for the life of her people. God opened the king's eyes, and God in that moment saved her and Mordecai and all of God's people. <clears throat> and, and Haman, Mordecai's enemy, was found out to be a traitor and a liar, and his life was taken See, God supernaturally, providentially placed Esther there to save God's people. And I believe with all my heart that God's providence is still at work today. Amen? That God's providence has not been shaken. That God is at work. That God is good. That God is in control. When plans change, trust God's providence. Trust that God has everything under control. So here's what I want to do to close today. Amen. We're going to take just a minute and we're going to pray for the women in our lives. And if you're there at home with your wife or with your kids or with your mom, whatever the situation is, I want you to grab their hand and we're going to pray. Uh, parents, you are the pastors of your home. You're the ministers of your house. So I want you to lead in this moment spiritually. And we're going to pray for all the women. And if you're a single mom, if you're a widowed mom, um, I want you to reach out your hand to the screen. If you're alone right now, uh, physically, I want you to know that you're not alone spiritually. You're not alone relationally. We are together in this. And we will lift up our hands and pray to our God. So let's pray for each other. Um, here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for being all-powerful. Thank you for being all-knowing and all-loving. Father, help us to trust you with our whole heart. 
Thank you that you are strengthening your people today. God, thank you that you have called us for such a time as this. God, thank you that your timing is always perfect. God, thank you that you formed us and shaped us providentially in our mother's womb. We are not an accident or chance. You have placed us where we are. We are who we are. God, according to your plan, give us victory over our enemy. Give us humility before you. Give us confidence in our God. The victory is yours. You have won. Give us eyes to see in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. You may have found yourself watching this today, not knowing that God is your heavenly father. He is good, that he is in control, that he is at work. See, the Bible is very clear. The story that we believe as followers of Jesus is this, is that God is good, that he created all things. He created you and me, that he loves you. But our sin, our rebellion against God, our ignoring God, our living for ourselves, that drives a wedge between us and separates us from God. But God in his love and grace pursues us and rescues us and comes to us and does in our lives what only he can do. Jesus on the cross paid for our sin. God raised him from the dead so that we could be alive in Jesus as well. That new life begins the moment you surrender your life to Jesus and say, I want him. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is my answer. And I hope that you can see that in this time that we're going through, nothing else can satisfy that foundation, that hope that we need. Only Jesus is our hope. But he is our hope, right? We have a solid and firm hope in Jesus. And I just want to invite you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know God as your Heavenly Father, I want to encourage you to pray with me right now. Just pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of my sin. Please come into my life. Please make me brand new. I surrender everything to you. I want to follow you. Please be the Lord of my life. Give me hope today in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to let us know by posting yes in the comments right now. All caps, just post yes. Jesus be my Lord and Savior. Or you can also text us, if you don't feel comfortable posting, text us the phrase for me, F-O-R-M-E, all one word, to the number 94000. We want to be able to pray for you, support you, and encourage you as you begin your relationship with God. Come on, church. God is good. God is at work. God is in control. When plans change, we can trust the providence of God and nothing can stop our God.